Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, boys and girls. I feel like Tim Ferriss when I say that. But hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. If you are new here, my name is Emily and I'm the host of the show. And on this podcast, you will often find conversations or solo episodes discussing some sort of life fulfillment theme and that may involve just real life experiences or your professional career building meaningful relationships, your health and wellness, etc. So that is what this podcast is focused on. But before we begin today, I want to share about my career ebook guide. So I know a good bunch of you who listen to this already have the ebook, which is pretty amazing. But if you are interested in discovering more about my strategies in how I essentially approached my post-grad life, this ebook is for you. And in this ebook, I have my custom resume templates that I made for you guys that is more up-to-date with what employers actually look for. I include the top 20 behavioral interview questions. I include LinkedIn tips, how to make your LinkedIn stand out. And like I said, everything that I did was hands-on experience and this was pretty much done all throughout from like junior year of high I'm sorry junior year of college and throughout my post-grad experience thus far I know a lot of you guys have mentioned it's been worth it and has made you feel really confident going into your job interviews so I'm so pleased to hear that but if you haven't heard of it before and are curious to check it out, it's all on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog. So for today's episode, I decided to have my college best friend Avery back on this podcast for a round two. She was on this podcast previously on episode 12, but today I decided to bring her back for a different topic and conversation. So if you guys haven't heard of that episode So if you guys didn't listen to episode 12, I definitely recommend it, especially because it is a huge topic on relationships. Avery has been in her relationship for seven years, and that's actually in part as to why she is in different cities at this point. And speaking of the different cities, that is actually what we talk about on today's conversation because she definitely has given me a lot of great input on her getting over her fears with moving or just leaving the comfort zone. And I came to her recently because I decided to move to a new city as well, which I will give you guys further updates. And I will, of course, be vlogging my move if you guys follow me on YouTube. But yeah, I feel like just at this age in our early 20s and of course with the impact of COVID and whatnot, it's been really difficult to have the same desire or to be able to remove the fear of trying new things, moving to new places, etc. And 
I feel like right now is such a prime time to make changes without without much being affected in a sense and for me I decided I was going to move to LA and my job and whatnot won't be affected by it because of this remote work environment but I know a part of me was hesitating for a little bit but also just simply out of fear it wasn't really out of legitimate reasons it was just like oh like you know I love to have certainty in what I do and so for me I wanted the certainty of being able to picture what my life would look like on a beautiful as if I could watch it as a movie and I would wanted to see what my life would look like for I don't know the first three months and obviously that's impossible you can't do that and I think that's for me the biggest hurdle with moving is just knowing what the outcome will be and I'm sure that's kind of like the same for most people but Avery has done it she moved to Columbia Missouri and then she moved to Memphis Tennessee all within the past year and a half ish since we graduated college so I figured I'd have her on and let her share what she's shared with me and perhaps that will help some of you get out of your own comfort zone and make the leap in moving to that city you've always been dreaming of so without further ado let's get into the conversation so Avery it's been over a year since you moved away from Orange County and since we graduated, which is really crazy to say because it's already September. So it's been like Insane. a year, a year and three months, right? Mm-hmm. right? Okay. Just about. Yeah. Okay. Almost so, four. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh my God. Time keeps flying. Um, but okay, this thought was going through my head today as I was like thinking about questions I wanted to ask you. So like what what was that initial feeling and i know we had once talked about it probably f- the first couple months after you moved out and stuff but like what was that feeling like when you were deciding okay i'm going to leave my family the most important people in my life the hometown and place environment like orange county a place i grew up in a place i've always been comfortable in to move to columbus missouri where people are different lifestyles different what was that initial step like when you were moving because that was just right out of college. Yeah, it, I literally decided, I think a week before graduation, for sure that I was going to move to Columbia, Missouri. Um, oh, I, I keep my saying Columbus. There. The, the heck? Did it's, I like screw that everyone up? Everyone thinks Columbus. I think Columbus is more, is a more popular city. It's in Ohio. Um, oh Columbia my God. is a super small <gasps> college town in Missouri. It's teeny tiny. Um, but yeah, literally right after, I think it was a week before I graduated, I kind of started to seriously entertain the idea of leaving. Um, my initial reaction was fear. (laughs) I was so scared. You mentioned that my family is super super important to me and they 110% are. Um, I actually commuted to college as you know, from home. So I spent four years living at home in my room with my family, cooking dinner for me. Like I was very much a homebody. So here the opportunity presented itself for me to move, um, A, for my career and B, because my boyfriend was out there and we just did four years of long distance. Um, I was terrified. I can't can't lie. I was absolutely terrified. a lot of my friends, you included, were really excited for me 
but deep down, I, I was scared. As I started to talk it out, um, I realized that it's kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, why would I pass it up? Life short, just get out and go. So that was kind of the kicker that I needed. Luckily, it worked out really well in my favor. Um, but it was definitely scary at first to answer your question. So how did you adopt at first? So like, obviously you have Jack there, right? To adopt and, you know, you have your number one person, but what about like the girlfriends and like that aspect? And obviously to your work situation, your work (laughs) situation was not the best as we both know. And it just kind of boggles my mind because I was thinking about it today and I was like, like, how do, how do you do that mentally, right? Like, and I've gone through a lot of mental shit, but I was thinking to myself, like, God damn, if I was in that situation, like, <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, can you kind of share what, what, what you did? Like, how'd you go out of your way to make friends? How, how did you balance the first, I don't know, couple months, couple weeks of not having any girlfriends, not having anyone besides your boyfriend to hit up, to go, Hey, do you want to get food? Because it's like, Cause he was working as well. Right. And quite busy. Yeah. Yeah. He, his hours are insane. Mm -hmm. So he sometimes will wake up as early as four in the morning and get to the facility. He sometimes won't come home until like 10, 11 o'clock at night. So I'm literally alone all day Mm -hmm. and night for that part. And so (laughs) over the course, cause we did long distance for four years. I kind of made a couple of friends when I would go visit him in college over the weekends. Mm -hmm. Like I would see familiar faces here and there. And so I was a little bit confident moving to Missouri. Like, oh, I already have friends. Okay. Okay. Then I got there. And since we all, they were all our age, they graduated and left and went back Mm -hmm. home. So I basically moved to a ghost town in my opinion or in my head, I thought. So My mom always told me this funny saying, and you can apply this to real life, business life, whatever. You get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Mm. And I know that sounds crazy. You people are attracted to people who are nice. They want to gravitate towards people who are nice. So I was like, okay, you just need to be a nice girl. Get out of your shell. Take the leap. Go say hi to that girl at the pool. Okay. She's sitting there alone reading. Just say hi. Who knows? Maybe she moved here too. So I actually made some of my best friends in Missouri. Like the first week or two that I was there, they were at the pool. It was two girls, Maggie and Gracie. And they were just like hanging or, you know, those lounges that you kind of put in the water. So you're floating. Mm-hmm. They were on those. And I kind of hear them talking a little bit loudly to the point where Mm -hmm. I could kind of like understand what they were saying in their conversation. Mm -hmm. And I just interjected and Mm -hmm. started talking with them. They were like, oh my gosh, like, oh, that's so cool. You just moved here from California, blah, blah, blah. So we kind of just had a little bit of banter. They invited me to come to their house on the following Monday to watch The Bachelor. And one Monday turned into another Monday and then soon it was every Monday and then soon it was every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And Mm -hmm. we just became really good friends. And I always thought like, I would have never made them or I would have never met them if I didn't just take the leap and go say hi Mm -hmm. and 
realize that they're just a person too and maybe they just moved here and they were nervous or who knows so yeah my biggest advice is just to take a leap and just go say hi because you never know you get more flies with honey right oh that's good advice I want to apply that to my moving situations (laughs) well it's funny you never know right. right and I mean I have friends in LA already but I think like I don't know. I mean, I think that's just, that's, that's really difficult, right? Like just to be like, I think that's one of the biggest objections a lot of people our age have is on on moving away or on going to new cities. Like, but all my friends are here, right? Or they'll be like, oh, but everyone, like everything comfortable is here, right? Like, why would I go to somewhere where I have to learn everything? I have to make new friends. Like, you know, what if I don't meet someone as like good as like this best friend, right? Right. So here's the deal. Yeah. You still have those friends when you leave. Mm -hmm. You and I are still friends. Mm -hmm. I made new friends in Missouri and now I'm making new friends in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So you kind of sprinkle a little bit of yourself wherever you go. You don't have to say goodbye forever to your Mm -hmm. friends who you've made in previous places. You can still hold on to those relationships, obviously, Mm -hmm. because of you and I. Yeah. Um, but like you can just meet new people. Why not expand your circle? You learn so much by moving to a new place. So much. Not only about the world, but about yourself. Was that something that caught you by surprise when you initially moved? I mean, okay, again, like you you did already have some good context about Columbia, right? Like you you like mm-hmm. knew because you visited Jack like so many times. Um, but like what was like kind of the okay, like, I guess this is a good question. What was the biggest learning lesson you had from that move and and something that you kind of didn't see coming that you would have as a takeaway as you moved on to Memphis which obviously we'll get to but I want to hear your reflection because it's been how many months since you moved away like from home no from Missouri I'm sorry yeah 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 I we got to Tennessee in in February okay yeah so about about six months half a year Mm -hmm. yeah Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what's, so reflecting on it now, what's your biggest takeaway from that initial move? And especially because that's not only that's your first time really, really, really being away from home and like living away, being like a flight away from home. Right. Mm -hmm. And two flights, you have to connect. Oh my gosh. Right. I know. (laughs) So, wow. Okay. So what was your biggest reflection? I think just the realization that there's a lot more to life than just Orange County. I Mm. was so (laughs) sheltered and honestly, I'm like terrified, terrified of the world. And as you know, I commuted from home to college and I did not study abroad. I was terrified to study abroad. There was not a single bone in my body that wanted to. I wanted to stay at home where I was safe. So when I told my family, hey, I think I want to move to Missouri to be closer to my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. They were like, LOL. No, you don't. You're just going to cry and move back. And I was like, no, I really think I want to try it. And I, who knows, maybe I had this sudden burst of courage that got me out the door because it was hard the first couple of weeks. I'm going to lie. It was really hard. But once I got my groove and once I really immersed myself in 
the difference of Missouri because talk about two different worlds. You might as well be going to a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, once I finally let my guard down, started to immerse myself, become part of the culture and involve myself in activities. And I got involved with our sororities alumni chapter and started to make different friends and church groups and who knows what. I realized, oh my gosh, this world is amazing. There's so much more to life than I thought there was. And I can see it all. So I think Mm -hmm. that was why it was so easy for me to move from Missouri where I I grew comfortable. I was there for about Mm -hmm. eight months. Um, Mm -hmm. I was super comfortable with it. I think that's why it was so easy for me to up and move to Memphis when Jack said, Hey, I got a new job in Memphis. I was like, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. let's start packing and go. Um, Mm -hmm. because I knew there was so much more and you Mm -hmm. can just keep exploring and keep expanding your mind and meet new people and try new foods. And even if you're just moving an hour away from where you are right now, it's Mm -hmm. still different. Immerse yourself in talk to people. You never know. Right. So, okay. So now let's, let's shift gears to Memphis. So you moved there six months ago. What was your, if, if any, what was your initial fear or fears? If you, if you had any, I'm not going to like it. Okay. That was my biggest fear. What if I don't like it? What if Cause did you end, wait? You did visit it before you officially moved, right? But only one time. We visited the week before we moved uh, to to like seek out an apartment. Okay. So it literally we didn't even get to explore the city or anything. We were strictly going from apartment to an apartment to mm-hmm. see what we liked. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that one week before, um, I kind of just told myself that. Right now, at this time in my life and in my boyfriend's life, it's not really about me, and I need to be flexible and a little bit elastic and okay with change and okay with moving. Um, I don't want to be selfish and make it about me right now. It's about him. Mm. He's starting his career. This is a pinnacle time for him. Um, Mm. So I'm just flexible. I'm just going with the flow. So when he said, yeah, let's go to Memphis, I'm like, okay, let's pack the bags. (laughs) <laughs> we got in the car. Um, I was scared though, Em, because the first time we were here a week, a week before, it was scary. Um, Memphis is a lot different than Missouri. It's a lot different than Orange County. So mm-hmm. I was terrified to be completely transparent with you. Um, after we got settled and I kind of started to meet the people and realize, hey, there's a really a lot of nice people here. Don't read what the newspapers tell you or what Google, what, what do you like about Memphis searches <laughs> tell you. Like, right. Learn it for yourself. Um, and I've grown to love it here. Like I really, really love Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. I actually work in Mississippi. So the state lines are super close to each other. So my job oh, wait, is actually based- I did not based- know that. I didn't yeah. know that. What? <laughs> Yeah. So, so Memphis is like super South of Tennessee. Like it's super, super South. So my office is literally in Mississippi. So my whole sales territory is Memphis as well as Mississippi. It's the tip of Mississippi. It's like South Haven up like 
hi Mississippi. <laughs> that is so cool. Wait, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised how different the people are in Memphis than they are in South Haven, Mississippi. Like it is so different. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's like you're right. You're only about a mile away, but it's so different. I love wow. It. So how have you been in be like I guess you, it depends. You can, you can choose how you want to answer this, but like, have you been able to develop really deep connected relationships with people there? I'm just super curious, I guess, on a personal level, like, so no, because we got here at the beginning of coronavirus. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. We literally moved, got settled in and they started shutting things down. Mm. Luckily there, the place that we live in, like the apartment place, Um, Mm -hmm. it's super young, super young. And we're right by the St. Jude hospital. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like nurses and doctors. So you kind of like come in passing with them. And I've Mm -hmm. actually made a couple of girlfriends just running into them at the mailbox, um, going on a walk. Cause there's like a nice river walk right where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're walking to the same apartment complex, why might as well say, Hey, we're walking to the same apartment complex. <laughs> What's your name? Um, so I've made a couple of friends that way. We're actually, one of them is going to the football game with me on Saturday. So that'll be good. So I'm not alone. Um, but yeah, it's like Missouri. I just went up and said, hi. Hmm. It's, you never know who you're going to meet. Um, they might be in the same boat as you. Who hmm. knows? You won't know until you try. Yeah. No, it's interesting that you said how, um, like, you didn't want to Google the the Memphis thing, right? Like, things that you would like about the city. Because just to kind of get into my, like, why I asked that as well is because I think I've always, I probably have mentioned this to you at some point, but I definitely, definitely did not ever mention I was would have thought about moving to LA, like, back in college. Like, I never brought up LA. I think I brought up Miami at one point, and I think I brought up DC, and I definitely mm-hmm. brought up New York, right? And those were places like I was like, okay, I definitely see myself there. And LA was never really in the cards. And I think this past summer and just honestly being up there a little bit more and then meeting different kinds of people outside of the LA stereotype, I was like, wait, I actually could see myself here. It's just about finding the gems. And so I think that's really notable to to pick up what you said there because if I were like, if I didn't have as much experience in LA as I do right now, I would honestly still be in the position of thinking, I don't see myself living in LA because people are like this and people are like that. And mind you, I think most majority are, but definitely more gems than you would also expect to. Like there's definitely a lot of like deep hearted people and it just depends on the area I think of, you know, LA in this circumstance. So I like that you said that because I used to generalize a little bit too much, like on LA, like, I, yeah, I don't think I could be there because of certain reasons. Right. But it's funny that you mentioned that about Memphis. It's funny because I, you think, you know, a place just because you've seen tag locations on Instagram or you Googled best restaurants to eat in LA or best barbecue places in Memphis. Like you think, you know it, but you have to realize that's just someone else's opinion. You could have very well written that same article or posted that same thing, but you don't know until you try it. And you don't know if that place is good until you've ordered off their menu yourself. 
So right. you might as well just try it and gather your own opinion. And maybe it might be the same as the article or the Instagram post that you saw um, mm-hmm. or other people's generalizations, but you will never know until you try it yourself or you see right. for yourself. And like you said, you found the gems and you found the people who proved you wrong, essentially. So for, for especially, this is really good for people who feel really connected with their family and feel really connected with just where they're at right now. But maybe they have like an inkling as well where they do want to get out of their comfort zone because they've been there for years. What's your best advice for those who really feel like really a strong attachment with their family and leaving that environment? Because that's, you know, you were in that position. I wouldn't be able to speak on that. So I want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) My biggest advice for that would be to ask yourself, what's the most important thing to you right now? Um, Mm -hmm. when I was deciding what college I wanted to go to, I was set on going to the small college in Northern California. You could not convince me otherwise. That Mm -hmm. was where I was going. Um, I forced myself to go there because of the pressure of my peers around me saying, you need to go to, you need to go away to school. You need to go explore, live in the dorms, live at Mm -hmm. college, whatever. You know how that ended. I transferred back home after a semester. (laughs) Um, So at that point in my life, moving away wasn't the right choice for me. I needed to stay at home for four more years. Fast forward four years, and here I am at graduation. Yes, my family's important to me, but at that point, the most important thing in my life was Jack and being reconnected with him um, Mm -hmm. after four years of long distance. Obviously, I still love my family equally as much. Um, At that point, that was just what was best for me. And Mm -hmm. it was an amazing opportunity for me to grow and mature and start a career and grow in both my relationship and in my own self-confidence and mature and be independent. So I think for your listeners, just ask yourself, what is the most important thing to you right now? Don't think about what's the most important thing to you or, or I'm sorry, your family or your friends or whatever. What's the most important thing to you? Is it Mm -hmm. to go explore and go travel and try a new place? Or is it to stay at home a little bit longer and be with your family and develop those relationships with them? Because your family loves you so much and they want what's best for you. So don't think, Mm -hmm. oh, if I leave, it's going to hurt their feelings. Or, oh, if I stay, they're going to judge me. Do what's best Mm -hmm. for you. Your family's got your back. Don't sweat it. So for those, let's let's say like a let's let's say because I, I would say you probably didn't have this experience as much, but I definitely would still like your insight. Let's say someone does realize like they they need to move to a new place, get to be in a new environment and grow, but they have their family members disagreeing with them. What is your advice there? And again, I, I would say you you might not have had that experience, but like if you were in that position and you are still speaking on the up, like on the level of do what you feel is right for yourself, how would you approach that? I think the exact same way. Honestly, if my family, or let's just generalize and say someone that I love, said, you know what, I don't think this is best for you, I disagree, um, whatever I'm deciding to do with my life, if they disagree in whatever way, I would try to talk to them about it, kind of understand 
kind of where they're coming from. If I felt this urge in me to move to New York and my mom was telling me, no, that's not a good idea. I would try to understand why that would be my first step. Um, just to kind of see where she's coming from. Maybe she has a good reason. Um, maybe there was a pandemic. Maybe it's not the right move right now. Um, so I would just try to understand that first and foremost, and then voice to me or voice my opinion. This is why I do want to move. And this is why I do want to go um, or whatever the life choice is. It doesn't even have to be moving if it's just disagreement. Um, I would definitely try to rationalize and kind of see both sides. But at the end of the day, it's your life. It's your happiness. You need to do what's best for you. If it's staying, stay. If it's going, go. You need to do what's best for you. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, I guess I realized like that was in part my own experience with like this move to LA because I definitely had some opposition and objections on me moving. But I think for me, I'm like, you know, there, there's no point in me staying in Orange County for six years consecutively six years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, I'm not like settling anytime soon. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I, I've been here for, for five years. Like what I, I could not see myself growing in this next Mm-mm. year without a change of environment or change of just kind of destination in a sense. Like I think, I, I, I think I've taken a lot out of Orange County from this past five years and maybe I'll come back. I'm sure I'll be back whether I'm living here or just maybe you know, just swinging through the the county and whatnot. But yeah, I think that was something I realized too. Like I, and a lot of my listeners have told me this. That's why I asked you because I think you approach things in a very rational and calm way. But then a lot of us can can sink into that doubt when we have a family member that says like, no, we don't want you to go or we don't think that's best. But then I think something like I've really concluded for myself in this experience is that they, oftentimes when you ask them why, you really can hear it in their voice. It's a personal bias. It's like a personal, like, I don't want you to go because, you know, they'll give you a reason and you realize that reason is actually not technically true. Like in my example, my mom said, how are you going to do your job? And I'm like, what do you mean? I work for my computer. It's not, it's not a difference. Right. And then she cannot extend her reasoning. And so to me, it's like very easy to to feel sad when someone you you would hope supports you like doesn't support you but also it's like very shitty to hear okay that was just a you're just basically saying you don't want me to go because you want me to stay in this zone where you can you know keep me so I don't know I think a lot of people can resonate with that though and I think it's worth for them to hear like mm-hmm. you saying you should do what's best for you right I just I feel like when you're in a place, sometimes you kind of exhaust everything. There's not much else you can see. There's not much else you can do. It's kind of, you become stagnant um, and plateau a little bit. So mm. I think change now that I have this new world view and I'm all excited and <laughs> world traveler over here. Um, yeah. I think it's just good to get a different perspective, put yourself in a different place and see what else it has to offer. You mentioned something about your mom not wanting you to go and wants to keep you in the bubble or what have you. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. when it's someone who you value their opinion so highly, like someone like your mom, it's hard to not take what they say so seriously. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones that are living where you're living. 
They're not the mm-hmm. ones that are living in your apartment in Orange County. They're not the ones that have your job. They're not the ones that have your life in LA. Um, so you got to, once again, I'm going to go back to, you have to do what's best for you. I know that sounds selfish in a way, but mm. if you're alone and trying to figure out your life, you just have to do what's best for you. 100%. I want to ask, I want to ask relating that theme to this and this is like this is actually like really something I would totally ask you on a a normal phone call and I'm totally candid with like leaving this in the episode how would you feel about that in terms of the person you marry so let's say like so this is a little bit different because you know my background and I've like kind of shared this with my audience before because I have learned that a lot of people struggle with this as well especially for those who have a first generation um, parent or someone that is just of a different culture. But what about when it comes to opposition on who you're dating or who you end up marrying? Um, And let me give some more context too, because for example, and, and your situation is different, but I think regardless if our, if my situation was exactly like yours, where I was dating someone for that long and he's, shown me all of this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think my mom would have still highly disagreed with the idea of me moving to these different cities with my significant other and kind of being selfless. Like you said it earlier, this is for him. This is about him. This is his time. This is not my time, right? Mm -hmm. I love that mentality. And that's why I find so much joy talking with you because I think, (laughs) I've said this so many times, I become a lot more kind you know, just like from having conversations with you and from just like learning from you. So I think in that sense, I, I guess like what's your take on that? Because I know that's really difficult for you because you're, you have a very close relationship with your mom. But there's also a lot of, a lot more than I thought. I always thought I was alone in this whole, like I have a very difficult relationship with my mom, primarily because we never, ever, ever see eye to eye. And I've come to accept it's not because of disagreement. It's literally because a huge discrepancy in understanding what's best for me. And and pretty much my latest conclusion has been realizing that she wants she wants me to live a life like she didn't have almost and like so she kind of sees me as a mini version of her and when I make decisions that she wouldn't have made it makes it irks her, right? And with the thousands of people that listen to this, I think there's quite a few that have a similar situation. Um but I want to hear from you. What would your take be when it comes to your mom or someone's mom disagreeing with their partner of choice? And let's say it's it's getting serious. It's getting to that point where, you know, like it might be that person. How do you go about it? Or how would you, if you have that difficult situation, at what point do you disconnect the, I guess, not the value of the mom's opinion, but but how much you take it into consideration on your final decision, because it is your life. Like it's who you marry. It's who you sleep with. It's who you wake up next to and who you like spend the rest of your life with. So, and, and, but, but you're someone that also like, I know values your mom's opinion so much for, for very good reasons. You have an amazing relationship with her. I've always said you're like the prime mother and so is your mom, but like, (laughs) I'm curious with that in mind, how would you still go about it? That was a long-winded way of going about it. Well, I, <laughs> no, I, I was right there with you. I have a lot of friends who have that same problem. 
I like this guy. My mom doesn't like this guy. Or I like this type of guy. Mom doesn't like this type of guy. And they're torn between going with their heart and what their mom is telling them to do. And, and, and it's hard because when you value, and let's not even say mom, let's say parental guidance. Let's say mentor, someone you value their opinion is telling you, I don't like them. I don't like what they do or what have you. Um, that's a really, really tight rope <laughs> to walk. Um, I think you really honestly, because and this is going to go into like kind of a whole other subject. Sometimes you might need to listen to what they're saying a little bit. Because what if it's a dangerous situation and you can't see? That's in an extreme case. But I'm just saying both sides here. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Um, maybe take into consideration a little bit what they're saying. Maybe if they're trying to prove that there's red flags, maybe look into those red flags yourself. See for yourself. To round things up, I guess kind of switching gears really quick on the moving situations. What's your final advice for anyone that is sitting at home right now or taking a walk, listening to this podcast, and they've, they've been thinking about moving, or maybe they, they have had opportunities um, to move for a new job, right? Maybe they're on the brink of graduating, new internship, whatever, but it's going to take them out of their comfort zone. You remember being in the shoes of someone that was scared, like you wouldn't do it, like you couldn't be in that city or whatever. What what would what advice would you give to not only that girl but you know your old self? Ask yourself, yeah, knowing what you know now. At literally, sit down, close your eyes, or if you're on a walk, keep walking. Look at where you are. Ask yourself if you're happy, and you can really tell if you're happy when your your face literally beams. You can't stop smiling you kind of like laugh a little bit and giggle for no apparent reason because you're literally just happy. Um, someone told me today, literally, I was in an interview with someone. She literally said, oh my gosh, you, you are just so happy. You, I can just tell you're happy. And I kind of looked at her and I was like, I am. Like, I'm really happy. And I think everyone deserves that level of happiness. And maybe where you're at right now isn't giving you that. Ask yourself am I happy right now? Is where I'm at propelling me to where I want to be? Is where I'm at right now putting me at the place where I, or propelling me into the person that I want to be? I don't know if I'm using the right words here. Um, your happiness is your number one priority. That's the bottom line. Everyone's happiness comes from different ways. Start with your location and where you're at. Maybe you're in a toxic environment and you're not, your creative juices aren't flowing. You're not super happy with your job. You're not happy with the place that you live, your roommates, any change that you make in your life, big or small, whether it's a big move or just switching dorms because you don't like your roommates. Been there, done that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Literally, your happiness is your number one priority. Ask yourself in the place that you're at right now, am I happy? and make changes from there. Come up with a plan. Am I happy? No. Okay, what am I gonna do? <laughs> am I happy? Yes. Okay, great. Let's keep it up. 
Wow. Avery, it's so true that when that girl says like, you are just happy, you really are the definition of happy. And I will always like, <laughs> think of you when I, when I need to, I don't know, I, I think of you when I realize like, I need to be more kind, more warm, like you are that person and you bring that out in me. Trust me when I say like, you've enhanced my life like so much where I could never ever change my decision on Chapman. That was the best, one of the top three best decisions I've made in life to date. And I can't believe I almost like didn't do it because some people, I literally actually, mind you, I did almost cancel my application. I don't, that I never shared either, but I was actually very much on the brink. Like it was like July 28th, one month before O week. And I'm like, I think I'm going to stay at UCI. (laughs) But then I didn't. Oh God! You thank like, God. Okay, like thank God. Anyone who's who's you know hesitating, I promise you, like Chapman, first semester, scariest, like most depressing shit of my life. But then I met Avery the second semester, my junior year, and this is where we are at. Like two and a half years later, this is like my best friend. She's in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm still in California, but we stay connected. This is people. It's like the people you meet. Like you, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really hope this changes someone's decision. And, you know, if they're hesitating, this gives them the motivation to go do it. Maybe two years from now, they can say they listened to this episode and met their own best friend that like changed their life. I don't know. That's me. That's, that's me. Thinking, start crying. That's me thinking big. But if any day, if that happens, anyone listening two years from now, please send me a DM and say that it was from this episode because that will make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> literally my biggest my biggest advice Emily just do it move get up and go Mm -hmm. do it you won't regret it you never know who you might meet yes ah thank you Avery it's always so fun having you on the podcast round two (laughs) can't wait for round three yes Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.